You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlings Podcast Network. As always, you can send in your questions to me at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumlingsq&a. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can email us buffalorumlings at sbnation.com. Instagram and Facebook messages will eventually make their way to me as well. So please send in your questions for next week's episode as we get closer and closer to the start of training camp. Hopefully you all had a good three-day weekend uh, and a happy Independence Day. Um, I, of course, had my Bills hat on at the uh, at the at the Fourth of July party. Uh, it's always nice to wear red, white, and blue. Um, I actually had my Bills Zubaz hat on, so it was a uh, it's a pretty unique hat. It stands out in the crowd. So uh, very glad to be able to wear that uh, to my Fourth of July party. Hopefully you guys had um, a nice weekend. The, the weather was great. Uh, so really looking forward to uh, the rest of the summer now and all the way up till the Bills open the season against the Los Angeles Rams. I wanted to remind you that we're doing our Ask Me Anything episode later this month, so you can send in your questions for that. Typically in that episode, I do one every summer, and I answer questions on everything except the Buffalo Bills. So you can ask me anything you want. Uh, I'm taking those questions right now through all the normal channels in addition uh, to our regular Bills one. So that episode's coming up on July 26th. So send those questions in all the way through the end of that previous week, um, July 22nd. Let's start today's episode in my email inbox. I just finished late last week on Friday my 2021 list of the best values on the Buffalo Bills. And coming in number two on that list was linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. I got a lot of response in the comments section and in my email inbox about that. So let's tackle that right now. Brian sent me this. Do you really believe Tremaine Edmonds is the Bills' second best value? DVR Bills games and watch Edmonds. He is lost out there. Do you want some real information that shows he is terrible? I can send you some info. He was not tradable and will be a free agent next year. Do you want some info that backs up what anyone can see? So I find it interesting that the people on the bills and the people off the bills have such different takes on Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Terrell Dodson was on with Jay Spence the King 
on our podcast network a couple weeks ago and said that, you know, Tremaine Edmonds is to the Bills' number one defense, what Josh Allen is to the Bills' top-ranked offense. And so he compared those two guys as leaders, as play callers, um, mentioning that when, <clears throat> excuse me, when the speaker goes out in Tremaine Edmonds' head, that he's the one that's calling the defense on the field as a coach. Um, he's getting people in the position, um, and then he's taking away the middle of the field in the passing game with his length and his ability. So it's interesting to hear what people on the team say as opposed to the guy emailing me um, saying that I should DVR some games and, and watch Tremaine Edmonds be lost. Just because he's not doing what you want him to do doesn't mean he's not doing what the coaches want him to do. And dropping into coverage and being up and coming up and securing that tackle is what the Bills defense wants Tremaine Edmonds to do. You know, he was he only made two point two million dollars, uh, which is 24th on the team last year. Uh, he was fourth among the linebackers, even behind Tyler Matikiewicz. <clears throat> he um, he missed two games with a hamstring in- injury, but still led the team in tackles by a considerable margin. Um He played 81% of the Bills' defensive snaps, again, even though he missed two of the games. Um, In every game he played, he was in for every meaningful snap. So, like, he was pulled in late in a couple blowout wins and then, of course, missed those two games. So he plays every snap. He gets the defense aligned on every snap. He does exactly what the Bills' coaching staff wants him to do. Um. You know, the Bills already committed $12.7 million to him next season. I don't think it's because they think he sucks. So it just doesn't make sense with what we're actually seeing in the numbers. And, you know, on the field, I mean, he was a pro bowler last year and the year before, not in 2021, but the two years prior to that. I just don't understand why Bills fans just want to trash him so bad. Um, I think he's doing exactly what the Bills coaching staff wants him to do, minus the big splash plays. And that's exactly what Leslie Frazier, Brandon Bean, and Sean McDermott have all said when they've been asked about it. Um, He does a great job for us. I wish he had more splash plays. I wish he had more forced fumbles. I wish he had more interceptions. Um, And that makes sense. We all want that from Tremaine Edmonds. But in reality, he's doing exactly what the Bills want all the time. He's just not getting the football, I guess is the right way to say it. So um, saying he looks lost doesn't make sense. Um, if he was lost out there, the Bills would have done anything to upgrade at his position. They did not do that. I mean, they drafted two linebackers this offseason, and both of them play have the same play style, uh, body type, everything like that of Matt Milano, not Tremaine Edmonds. If they were going to be replacing him, they um, are doing a terrible job at that. So I think the Bills really like Tremaine Edmonds. I think he's doing what he's being asked to do. Uh, despite what is coming out of my email inbox. So thanks for that email, Brian. Um, I also sent you an email back, so check that if you're listening. You can see my entire list of the best values for the 2021 Buffalo Bills um, over on the website right now. Like I said, it finished up on Friday. Um, On Tuesday, July 5th, we're going to be kicking off our worst values on the 2021 Buffalo Bills. So stay tuned for that. That always gets a little bit chippier because people uh, tend to react react more when you're negative about someone they like than when you're positive. I guess uh, Tremaine Edmonds would be the exception there.
We're going to head over to buffalorumlings.com, where before the long weekend, I posted my Ask Me Anything article asking for questions for the summer for my podcast. And lots of you responded. Uh, That post is still open if you want to go over there and throw your comments in there or see my responses or respond to my responses. But Dingus Day says, hey, Matt, knowing what we will that we will likely be without Trey White for the start of the year. Are you comfortable with Dane Jackson and rookie Elam as a CB1 and CB2? Are there any other options on the roster that might step up to those roles? Um, I'm okay with that tandem to start the season. Um, just like I'm okay with Ken Dorsey kind of you know playing his way or, or coaching his way into the role as the season goes on. I think they're going to have it settled down in time to to win the AFC East and get into the playoffs. But really, I'm way more concerned with Trey White coming back healthy than coming back early. And so um, I think Dane Jackson finished out the year really nicely in 2021. Uh, yeah, he had growing pains for sure. I'm pretty sure the, um, the touchdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in overtime that lost the Bills the game was his fault. Um, I can't know for sure, but I, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. Um, so like I said, he had growing pains, uh, but I thought he played really, really well down the stretch as the CB2 opposite of of Levi Wallace. Um, I don't think there are any other options available on the roster right now. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they brought in another veteran right before training camp who had wanted to skip all the offseason workouts. And that guy comes in and competes for CB1, CB2. Um, you know, there's a few guys out there that could fit that uh, bill potentially uh, to be that short-term starter and depth once Trey White comes back. Um, but I don't think that there's anything anybody on the roster that they would promote into that role right now. I mean, promote's even the wrong word. I don't think there's anybody on the roster that could play their way into a starting role for the start of the season. So like I said, um, Trey White, come back healthy. I don't care when that is. Um, I just don't want you to come back you know, at, at 80% uh, and play injured all season because you didn't wait long enough at the beginning of the season. So thank you for your question, Dingus Day, over at buffalorumlings.com. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more of your questions, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around through that commercial break. Overdue Bills. This is the fifth year Brandon Bean has attempted to, quote, fix the Bills defensive line. From adding Starr, Murphy, Butler, Addison, Settle, Jones, Miller in free agency, and drafting Oliver, Epinesa, Basham, and Rousseau to letting Phillips walk. How confident are you that the Bills' front four can consistently stop the run and actually sack the quarterback? The panacea is Von Miller. 
but the way Frazier rotates his front four, I believe Miller will be a situational or part-time player and Bills fans will be disappointed. Do you think Brandon Bean has finally got the defensive front right for a Super Bowl run? Well, first of all, you get a quarter for including the word panacea in your question over to Bills. Thank you very much. Um, I really like the moves they made this offseason, and I think you have to look at it that way instead of looking at it as a three or four year you know, comedy of errors. And that might even be too strong of a word. When Brandon Bean enters this offseason, okay, sunk cost analysis says it doesn't matter what you did before. It just matters, is it right? And so when he comes into this offseason and says, we have to upgrade a pass rusher, and he goes and gets Von Miller, boom, he upgraded a pass rusher. When he says, we have to upgrade at one tech defensive tackle, and he cuts Starla Tulele, lets Harrison Phillips walk, and signs um, two guys that I think can come in and play that one tech defensive tackle position, that's an upgrade. And so like he's looking at it like instead of like what have we invested in these people or what are we committed to, it's what do we need to do to get better? Cutting Star Latulale didn't save them very much money, but it could have made them better. And that was the important part for Brandon Bean. So let's just start there, that at least he's making moves and not just resting on his laurels because he's invested so much in that position group over the last several years. Do it until you get it right. So I really like that they did that. Um, I wasn't expecting them to sign anyone even remotely close to Von Miller's uh, caliber. He's a finisher. He's a big game player. And, you know, it's, it's hard to quantify that because the sample size is so low. But you can just look at his you know big game stats, his his statistics in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. He just gets the job done at big moments and and has that, I don't know, next gear. Um, again, small sample size, but when you get sacks in the Super Bowl on a consistent basis, that's not something that you can ignore. He's a finisher, and hopefully that's why they brought him in. Not to play you know, 80% of snaps against the New York Jets in Week 6. I don't think the Bills are playing the Jets in week six, but I'm just trying to make a point. Like it's not for the regular season, um, you know, games down the ladder where they're playing, you know, for not a whole lot other than playoff seating. They brought him in for those big moments, for those big games against the Chiefs, against, you know, Super Bowl caliber teams, against the Rams on opening night. So, um, yeah, that's that. I, I just didn't expect them to bring in a guy like Von Miller. Um I don't care what his playing percentage time is, again, in the regular season, because he's not here for that. Um, it's interesting because people say, well, Sean McDermott's never let a guy play that many snaps before. Well, he's never had freaking Von Miller either. So it's going to be interesting to see which one of those two guys wins, especially with Von Miller saying that he wants to play six years. He's not going to play six years playing you know, twice as many snaps as the next closest guy on the Bills defensive line. That's just not going to happen. So um, I think there's going to like settle into this kind of happy medium where he's playing more the, the most snaps of any of the defensive ends, but he's not playing as many snaps as he played when he was 27. So um, I think you'll see a little bit of a give and take there with him and Sean McDermott. And then in those bigger games, in those big moments, in those big drives at the end of the fourth quarter in overtime against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC divisional round playoff game. You'll see a guy like Von Miller getting in and being disruptive um, in those big moments. 
Um, I, I really got to give Bean a lot of credit for you know, saying, I know we've invested a whole lot in this position group, but we're doing it again. So, um, yeah, thanks for that question. Over to Bills over in our comments section at buffalorumblings.com. I have to give you some context for this next question. Uh, last week over at buffalorumblings.com, SB Nation reacts and DraftKings asked a question on our website asking Bills fans, is it Super Bowl or bust? If the Bills don't win the Super Bowl, is this season a failure? Crashmore asked me, where did you vote on the is it Super Bowl or bust poll last week? And I mean, my response is always like, and I even said this in the actual article when I, you know, finished writing the question is we usually use a lot more nuance than, than black and white. Yes or no successful, unsuccessful. And I think this question requires more nuance than that, but it leads for really bad polling when we have, you know, all these half answers. So, um, if I had to answer that question, the way it was stated, is it a failure if they don't win the Super Bowl? No, of course not. Um, I think there are too many things that could go wrong, too many things outside the Bills' control. Um, it'll be disappointing if the Bills don't win the Super Bowl. That's a better word, I think. Uh, it, it certainly won't be a failure if they don't win the Super Bowl in 2022. I'd prefer that they do, <laughs> but it wouldn't be the end of the world if they don't. Um, it's, it's a great year for it. Um, they got all that core in place. Um, before some big-time free agents come up for new contracts at the end of this season. So I'd love to see it, but it's not a failure if they don't make it and win the Super Bowl this year. Thanks, as always, for your questions for this week's episode. You can go over to buffalorumblings.com right now to submit your Ask Me Anything questions for later this month or any questions you have about the Buffalo Bills. You can send in your voicemails or texts at 716-508-0405. Email me buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. You can tweet us at rumblingsq&a. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle of it. Uh, it's a great time to like, subscribe, uh, follow us over on YouTube. So many ways you can get in touch with Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, during this downtime where other outlets aren't covering the bills and we're still chugging along, it's just a great time to recognize those efforts by helping us out. Tell a friend and go Bills.